Production. Recorded live. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gridiron Top, coming at you live from National Gridiron Network. Uh, check us out on our website at ngscsports.com, as well as our Facebook page and Twitter handle. My co-host Simon, and my co-host CJ on the line. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Simon? Hello, my our great audience tuning in tonight. Uh, crazy week in the NFL. A lot of trades that we didn't see happening. <laughs> I mean, it just came out of nowhere, especially with Jimmy Graham. No one it's, saw that coming. Not even Jimmy Graham saw that one coming. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy, crazy free agency. Considering it's just been the first few days, you know. A lot I mean, of trades I noticed. It's been nuts. I haven't seen this much action for a, you know, it's been a long time that there's been this much kind of, you know, free trade and free agency action like this. So it's exciting too though, you know? Like every oh, day yeah. someone every day someone's getting signed or someone's getting traded. I know. Uh, it's exciting. like I get I, I can't keep up because it's like I it's like for me to thought, really follow this in depth, it's like I, I can't have a job or nothing because by the time I get home from the gym and everything, it's like I'm trying to keep up and it's like so much has happened in the day. <laughs> right. It's like it's like you can't keep up with it. It's like it's like a feeding frenzy. I mean, every time you look, there's like somebody's moving to a different team or there's a trade or it's like oh, I know. you're going to really, especially the first two days. Now it's kind of, it'll start to slow down. Um, the, the bigger free agents are now, you know, off the table, the Sues, the Revises, um, they're off the table now. But, you know, there's still some good free agents available. Uh I mean, even two ex-Bears, uh, Briggs and Tillman, we don't know what they're going to do. I mean, so it's just teams are just waiting now. They made their big pitches to, the, to get the big free agents, and now it's just kind of a waiting game on these other free agents. And and I, I saw the uh, Minnesota Vikings might put uh, Patterson, like, on the market for a trade. I, I was reading earlier. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I saw briefly, like, rumors and reports about it. Um, obviously, nothing is set in stone yet, and I wouldn't be shocked if they let him go. But then at the same time, it's just he's young. You know what I mean? He's still got a lot of a lot of career left in him. I mean, he can still learn the system. Um, is it his attitude though? Does he have a poor attitude? Because that's what strikes me from what I see. It looks like his attitude is what's. I mean, it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't so much his attitude. It was just. He couldn't understand the playbook. He just yeah. didn't understand North Turner's playbook, and and really, it's like you know, for for offensive players, it, it'd be a dream to play for you know for an offensive-minded coach like North Turner. I mean, he, he knows how to put up points, you know, uh, but he just he just lacked that you know, maturity uh, of, of learning, of progressing, you know, being in the film room, looking at tape, all that stuff. Uh, he just he just couldn't catch on. He just couldn't catch on. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I hope they keep him just because he does have a lot of potential. I mean, he did make a, quite a big splash during his rookie season. So obviously he does have the talent there. You know, it's not like he fell off the planet. He's, He's just, a talented kid, but I don't think Minnesota should just, you know, I, I think giving up on him too early is not good. I, right. I know right. he hasn't grasped the playbook or 
maybe his, his attitude needs to be adjusted a little bit, but still, the kid's got talent, and I don't know if I'd give up on him so now. You know what I mean? He's a young kid, and he's right. you know, got a lot of potential. No, I, I completely agree with you. He does have a lot of potential, and, and just we're just hoping that he you know lives up to that hype. Um, I mean, the sad thing is, I wish my Vikings would have gotten someone. You know, with all this free agency stuff going on, it's like my team just decides to sit back and you get Sean Hill. Watch, you know, you picked up Sean Hill. That's a big. That's a big free agency. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that pretty much. I read it and I was over it. You know, didn't really think much. How's that guy still in the league? You guys been playing forever. He's a journeyman. You know, I mean, been around the league. He's been around different teams, but uh, he's a guy that's just. uh, You know, he's not going away. Just not yeah, go I away. assume uh, I assume you're not buying a Sean Hill jersey, is what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely not. Speaking of uh, jerseys, I mean, nothing uh, against Sean Hill. It's just I don't even think I would wear one if I got one for free. You know, it's speaking of jerseys. Uh, I was sick last weekend. Uh, Brandon Marshall was getting traded. I just bought his throwback jersey like last oh, year. Oh no! Yep. Now I can tell it's like. The, you know, the, the vintage one they wear sometimes with the orange numbers, you know, the one right. in, like, 40s. I bought that jersey, like, not this past season, last season, thinking he was going to be a bear uh, for a long time. And then, then he signs a four-year contract last off season. I'm saying to myself, yes, okay, I the jersey safe. Now it's like, <laughs> can't wear it now. I, I'm not one of I can't. One thing that I can't take is when you see people, like, no lie to you, I was at the gym today, and this dude had on a an Orlando Magic Dwight Howard jersey on. I was like, I can't do that. You know, it's <laughs> I can't I can't wear a jersey right. of someone that's not on the team. Right. So now right. I've come to the realization. From now on, I still have my Forte jersey and I have my Earl Acker jersey. But from now on, I'm gonna I'm gonna just buy players of retired. I'm gonna buy jerseys of retired players. Like, I'll get um ex, you know legend. I get Singletary. I can get you know I'm gonna get somebody that used to play for the Bears or any that's any sport, not just. If I get a Bulls jersey, it'll be Jordan or Pippen or Rodman. I'm not going to get current players because they don't stick on the team anymore. And it's like, you know, it's it's a waste of money. Right. These wow. guys move so much. I mean, it's like, it's unbelievable. These, I mean, it's not like when we were kids where players would stay with their team forever, you know, retire with their team. You don't see that anymore. Did you, were there any hints of reports or rumors that, that Marshall was just going to get traded or was it just kind of out of the blue and just it just happened. No, I had a I, I, I had a feeling when they asked Ryan Pace the new GM and they were talking to John Fox about the players, you know, the current players, Cutler and Marshall, they didn't really give those guys a vote of confidence, which made me think they you know, they just I from what I see it's just Marshall is just he's a great player. He's an elite he's still an elite player in my eyes. And I think the Jets are getting a great player. But he too much stuff off the field again last year between him having to do the inside the NFL show that caused more than a, a distraction than people let off. And then, you know, him challenging a Lions fan to a fight on Twitter and, and then him almost. Well, he just came, after he got traded, he just came out ripping on the, on the bears. Oh <laughs> yeah. You see, they asked him, they asked him, what's it like to play for the Jets? And he said, he said, it's finally good to play with a good defense again. I mean, yeah, just, 
that's Jesus. He is what he is. But, you know, one thing I can't take away from the man, and I'm still a Brandon Marshall fan. Don't get me wrong. He was my favorite Chicago Bear the last three years and because I, I love the way he plays with passion. The guy, one thing you can't take away from the guy is he wants to win. He He's fiery, but he's got that passion, that burning desire to win. Right. And um, and I was I, I'm not gonna lie I was mad last Friday when we traded him especially for a fifth round draft pick. Um, the Jets stole him. I mean, granted they're taking on seven and a half million of his salary, but that's nothing. And and then I find out we're keeping Cutler, which is just that didn't make me happy. But I understand nobody wants him. So uh, and yep. as for free agents, yeah. I mean, as for free agent signings, though, we I mean we signed Antro Roll. You know he's. He's good, you know, good leader, and not not a pick that made me go crazy. You know, we got Eddie Royal, who's another one, great veteran leadership. He had over what 700 yards receiving last year, not bad. And then, and then, but the big free agent signing for the Bears was um, McPhee from the linebacker from the Ravens, who I think is going to fit in that three-four defense that Vic Fangio is in, installing. Um, McPhee was a beast with the Ravens last year. He really is a hard hitter. They asked him how he plays. He said he plays violent. I like that, you know, because the Bears. They need that back in the defense. They that monsters of the midway mentality was was not there last year. They were missing tackles. The fundamentals were off. Uh, they quit. And um, I think from what I heard from Kyle Long with this team, he said on Twitter and he said in an interview that the the locker room just they Tristan lost that locker room. He just said people did what they want last year. You know, basically the inmates were running the insane asylum. You know, right. And um. But we'll see what happens. But I was, you know, Marshall, it's just it's sad to see, you know. It, I would have never guessed this, that a year ago where he'd be gone. And, I mean, this whole thing would be blown up. And, I mean, what did you take from it? You must have been shocked when you saw it last I Friday. was completely shocked when I heard about the Brandon Marshall news. I mean, I, I, you know, I was just shocked. I just didn't think that they would get rid of him. He's such a he, – he, he, He's a physical beast. He's a good receiver. I know he's had injury issues. I mean, obviously he can't help that. And, and you know, I mean, what was that game when, you know, he was still limping and he caught three touchdowns and he came back? Um, well, who did you guys beat that game? I can't remember. But, I mean, he, he, he you know, like you said, he, he's a competitor and he wants to win. And I think that's, that's a huge part, you know, of a player's motivation. I mean, yeah, he's got some you know, media issues and all that. And, you know, he's a diva. Let's, let's face that. We know that, you know, whiteouts, you know, premier whiteouts are divas. But would you want him on your team? Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah, oh, yeah. I wish I had Brandon Marshall on my team, you know. Why wouldn't you? He can catch balls. I mean, you know, he takes a lot of defensive attention. I mean, he's a guy that you can game plan around. And heck, yeah. Heck, yeah, I'd want him. You know, but I was just shocked. We know he's 31. I mean, he's, he is, you know, he's. but I still think he's still got some productive years where he can be elite. I mean, I know he was injured a lot last year, but the guy, right. I mean, 6'5", 235, I mean, just yeah, one of the hardest good. receivers to bring down, you know. And But yeah, you know, his time it is to step up in Chicago is Alshon Jeffries. He's going to have to really step it up this year to be the number one. Yeah, I mean, your your Bears team is going to look so different next year. I mean, yeah. besides your, besides your, you know, Cornerstone players. I mean, yeah, you have Cutler, you have Jeffrey, you have Forte and Bennett. But I mean, man, that team is really—you guys are almost starting to get into that whole rebuild mode, you know. Now you're you're a fantasy 
big fantasy person a little more than I am. What did you think of Eddie Royal? I mean, we, not, we know he's not a great receiver, but he did have over 700 yards receiving last year. Right. Um, he's, he, he's, a, he's a good, you know, he's a good compliment to, to a number one. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of really the best way to put him. He's not a number one. He's not like a true number two. He's, he's a good X factor kind of a compliment of a, of a wide out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, there isn't much to say. We've seen him play. He's been in the league for years now. Uh, he is what he is. You know, he, he's a little speedy, shifty kind of a guy. Uh, he can get open in deep space. I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's really basically it. But it's going to be hard. I mean, I don't know how much how much attention Jeffrey's going to take. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, is yeah, he going to is he going to have that same double coverage, even triple coverage, like Brandon Marshall was was bringing out? I don't think so. I just don't see it. But it'll be interesting. You know, you know, Jeffrey, though, this is the last year of his rookie contract, so you know he's going to want to step it up because he's going to want a big payday next year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to... He almost, like, he just missed his big payday because of the season that he just had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, who? I mean, I don't know what how much, how much of a production is going to go down next year. I can't see him repeating the same stats that he had last year without Marshall on the opposite side. You know, I mean, it could happen, but to me, it seems like not likely. Um, now, if you're the Bears, with the they could, you have a pretty high pick in this draft coming up, seventh pick. You consider Cooper from Alabama if he's available. I mean, he's that's a you know, <laughs> he could be a a, um, a star right off the bat. Uh, I don't see you guys taking a wideout. I think you guys have too many holes to fill. About than rather than worrying about another wideout, I, I just can't see it. There's there's just no possible way. Your whole defense is is it's in a mess right now. Now what if now let me ask you this question. Now seventh pick. What if Mariota? What if he's available? You take. I mean that might be a tempting pick if he's still there on the board at number seven. Would I? If I was the pick, you have Jay Cutler there. No. <laughs> I think they would have. I I think you would go a defensive player, like a keystone player, that you can groom for the you know, for the next ten years. Especially with John Fox now being such a defensive-minded person, he's probably yeah. want defense first pick. Yeah, I, I could totally see him going after a defense. I mean, even you know whatever, maybe a D tackle. I mean, you kind of need a cornerstone for, you know, you, you got to have one. So I think John Fox isn't going to risk a high pick like that, especially on a Mariota. I don't, I can't see John Fox taking a quarterback right there. I just can't. I mean, you, you know, you look at this way. You, you have sixteen and a half million invested in Cutler, and then you're going to invest more money in another quarterback. I mean, that's right. going to be like so much money invested right. in two players. Plus, Cutler, you guys are invested in Cutler not for just this coming year, but for the following year. Yeah, yeah, they're stuck you with know? him for two more years. They really for are two years I'm, now. Yep. No, they are. Because now that he's already, now that he's on the team, he gets an automatic. I think it was something like nine or ten million guaranteed for his next year's salary. 
yeah. in the following years. So I know you guys are stuck with him for two years. <laughs> no yeah, one's going to take, no, no take him away for that. After 2016, though, the money's not guaranteed. So it's, yep. you're right, two more years. Yep. But, um, you, can, you know, uh, obviously uh, this whole free agency thing, um, as of right now, which team do you think has done the best job of, of acquiring players? Uh, I, I love what Indy did, number one. I, I think Andre Johnson, I don't think he's done yet. I think this move to Indianapolis, especially in the to a division rival, is going to kind of rejuvenate him, you know, change the scenery. It was kind of getting a little stale in, in Houston the last couple of years. Um, I, I like what they did with him. I like how they added him and Frank Gore, two ex-Hurricanes. They're getting older, but I still think they have some, some productive seasons left. Um, and I like how they added Trent Cole on defense, who's a underrated pass rusher. Uh, you add him to that defense. And this is a team, don't forget, was one game away from going to the Super Bowl. So I think they got better. Um, Philly, I love what Philly did today. I wasn't happy with Philly the other day because I, I got a lot of question marks with Sam Bradford. With his in, you know, can he stay healthy? But I like what they did with DeMarco Murray today. They stole him from a division rival. Now they got, but I don't get why sign Ryan Matthews too. Now you got three backs. You got Murray, right. Matthews, and Sproles. So how's that going to work? I, I'm curious to see what right. Chip Kelly has up his sleeve. Um, but, you know, they did lose Macklin. But I, I don't underestimate Chip Kelly anymore. I think he's a great coach. I know some people think he's, his ego's out of control. And a lot of Eagle fans are mad what he did, uh, training with Sean McCoy. But I think they made up for it today. They um, getting uh, Murray, especially stealing him from the Cowboys, because that's, you know, that's big. All right. But those two teams stick in my head a little bit. I like what, you know, we always talk about the Raiders every year, but I like what they did. I like how they got Malcolm Smith. They signed uh, – I like Hilo, too, the running back they got from the Redskins, who I think is a very underrated back, right, Hilo. I, I really do uh, – I like him, and I, I thought that was a very underrated free agent pickup. I'm then, surprised the Raiders didn't go after bigger-name guys with all that money that they got. Yeah, yeah, but they, they, the little moves they make that they made though I like. I, I like the, they stole the set what the uh, the center from the Chiefs. Got his name, um, the offensive lineman. I can't remember his name. They they stole him from Kansas City, and then they. But Hilu, you get me. Hilu is a very underrated back. Right, right. I agree with you. I, I think he's not properly utilized enough. Um, but yeah, I was just surprised Raiders didn't go after a, a big name guy, especially with all the salary cap. You know, they got all the room they got to spend money on. So I thought for sure they were going to go after one of the big guys out there. Um, but interesting. I thought the Jets did a really good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Todd, yeah. I mean, Todd Bowles. I mean, wow. Talk about yep. getting Revis, Revis and Cromartie back to the Jets. <laughs> yep. I mean, Cromartie's getting older. Yeah, Revis is getting older. But he played lights out last year. And considering that Todd Bowles made a defense out of nothing, I mean, I can't even imagine what he's going to do with this with this team, with with that defense now. I mean, he, he, it's going to be a video game for him. Like, he's got to be so excited to get Darrell Revis. Antonio Cromartie, I mean, he's got Sheldon Richardson yeah. there still. You know, uh, Copels is still there. I mean, it's going to be 
pretty ridiculous. I mean, and then look what they did on the offensive side of the ball. The Jets they got yeah. Marshall, and they yeah. got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is not a which, he's not a great quarterback, but I think he's a step above uh, Geno Smith. So uh, for sure, I think for Fitzpatrick sure, I is not bad. He can, I mean, he can manage the game. You know, right, he can manage yeah. the game. You know, and they so, uh, and he can get the ball to the receivers if he when he has to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's gotten yeah. the ball plenty of times to Andre Johnson when he played. You know, even when he was with Buffalo, he got the ball down to, you know, C.D. Johnson. I mean, he can get the ball out. So I don't think that'll be an issue, you know. And, and if he has to force C.D. to Brandon Marshall, I mean, that's not a bad thing, technically. No, I, so, I, I thought the, you're right. The Jets did do some good things. And I thought Buffalo getting LaShawn McCoy was, was good. I, I think he'll. What do you think I, about that trade? That was Ooh. just a weird trade. Yeah, and then he, you know it's funny, and I had to laugh about LaShawn McCoy, and I like him. I, I think he's a great back, and um, I think I was surprised Philly got rid of him because he. I mean, I know his production dropped off a little bit last year, but he's still a great back, and and I had to laugh what he said though. He was all mad he got traded to Buffalo, but now then they give him what five years, forty million. Now he loves Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he loves, he's the highest paid running back in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, that was just a – it was a weird trade. I mean, just a player for player. But what, which side would you like better on that? Oh, uh, I, I like Buffalo getting – Buffalo getting McCoy. I, I, I really do like that a lot. I, I think him – I think he's going to make a difference. And, you know, that whole AFC East now is so interesting all of a sudden. For many years, the Patriots has dominated the – Mm-hmm. Very inferior competition, but now you look at Miami got Sue, mm-hmm. Buffalo got McCoy, Jets got Marshall and Revis. I mean, the AFC East all of a sudden could get interesting next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just I, I got I'm like I'm on a Jets bandwagon just to see what they can do with that team now, just to see what Todd Bowles can do with that defense. That'll be pretty interesting. You know? He's looking at his lips I mean, right now. He's loving it. <laughs> he's got to. I mean, you, I mean, we know Rex Ryan had a great defense, you know, back about, you know, four or five years ago when he took them to the, you know, AFC championship game with, with his defense. And uh, it's basically looking like the same thing. Obviously, they know that they got to – they have to beat Tom Brady first and foremost, you know. I mean, he is – He's their roadblock to anything that they want to do in terms of playoffs. So, obviously, beefing up that defense. Miami obviously understands that. You know, who better than get a just a nasty, dirty player like Sue to go after Tom Brady? Yep. I'm happy he's out of our division. <laughs> you know? Like, who? But New England Everybody. lost some players. New England lost Revis. They lost Browner to the Saints today. Yep. They lost their two they lost, corners. Yep, they, they lost, lost no fault. Yeah. And Shane Vereen. Yep. You know? Uh, yeah. And the thing is, it's like it's the Pats. You know, it's, it's Bill Belichick, it's Tom Brady. Like, I don't ever really question what they do. They just know what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they let go of, you know, a premier cornerback. They let go you know, one of their safety blankets in terms of Shane Vereen, you know, just a pure dump-off guy. But they must have done it for a reason. I mean, especially letting, like, Shane Vereen go. I mean, he was, you know, he was a 
he was a clutch guy for Tom Brady, especially like on third downs, passing downs, things like that. I was a little shocked about that one, actually. I thought they would have kept They had interest in Reggie Bush, but I don't know what happened with that. They, I was reading the other day, they had some interest in Reggie Bush as that role that Vereen was filling in. But yeah. I don't know what happened. I could, they had interest in Nick Fairley, too, on that defensive tackle I read this morning, too. They had interest in the Patriots. I don't know if they still have that type of interest, but I was reading that, too. Yeah. It'd be funny if they went after, like, C.J. Spiller or something like that. You know? That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty nasty, actually. The pass went after C.J. Spiller. They'll fill it in the secondary next year, though. I don't care what anybody says, as good as Belichick is, when you lose Revis and Browner, that does a those are big losses because you're losing arguably the best cornerback in the NFL and and arguably the biggest cornerback in the NFL. Right. And I mean they were able to keep McCourty at safety, which is good, but they're gonna. I mean losing those two guys at corner that's that's big. That's their secondary took a big hit. Okay, let's talk about the Eagles real quick. And obviously, you know, letting Lashawn McCoy go. And then signing, you know, Ryan Matthews signing Michael Murray. To me, this is this was weird because you let McCoy go, and maybe he had an attitude issue or whatever it is inside the locker room. But would it, wouldn't you rather have McCoy than Michael Murray? I mean, I know Michael Murray just came off as as the leading rusher, and, and you know, and all that. He had a career career year so far. Um, but wouldn't you rather have McCoy over DeMarco Murray? Oh, yeah, and Harpy, because McCoy can do it all. I mean, I think he's one of the three best running backs in the NFL. And I just, when they when free agency started and they traded him, McCoy, and then they traded, then they let Macklin walk, the best receiver, right. and then they trade Nick Foles. You just traded your quarterback, your running back, and your, and your number one receiver. Right. And and fans are wondering what is what the heck is Chip Kelly doing, and he's got to have a plan. I mean, and what I don't understand is why, how how how's that going to work at running back now? I mean, we know Murray will be the number one back, but how's Matthews and Sproles going to get carries too? You know, it's how's it going to be enough to bulk? You know, it's not going to be enough carries for them for all three of those guys for everybody to be happy in that offense. Um, but I but I like what they did defensively though. They stole two big. They stole two uh, two players from the Seattle Seahawks. You see, how they got Maxwell and they got um, Walter Thurman too. So those were two good, pretty good picks, pickups for the Eagles on defense. Um, but we'll see if it works. Could is Maxwell? I mean, you got to remember Maxwell and Thurman played on one of the best defenses in the NFL. So we'll see how it's going to be without being in that Seattle defense if these guys can excel in a, in a different defense. I don't know. And McCoy, I, I think it was literally a personal issue with McCoy and Chip Kelly. I mean, it has to be. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they just they just gave him the same, pretty much the same contract to DeMarco Murray that they had on, on McCoy. Yeah. You know? I mean, it did really, I don't know. I, I would prefer to have McCoy. I think he's a little bit more stable and less injury prone. DeMarco. I mean, he's coming off. DeMarco Murray's coming off a 500-touch season. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. Like 500 touches. That's a ton in one season. 
And the whole thing with Murray was weird too. Did you see like he they were trying to say Murray reached out to the Eagles at first, and now there's now they're saying the Eagles reached out to him, and that situation was different too off the bat. Murray took his name, like took the Cowboys Twitter, and he played for the Cowboys on his Twitter off like a few days ago. I don't I don't know what was going on there. That was kind of a weird situation there, but. McCoy and Kelly, yeah, something happened, like you said. You don't trade a running back like LaShawn McCoy and then, and then all of a sudden give Murray the same money that McCoy would have got. I mean, it, that that does not make sense. And, right. and what, what do you think about letting Macklin walk, too, to go to the Chiefs? I mean, now it's like, you know, I mean, we, I mean they let him walk. I, I was shocked. I don't know. That. I mean, obviously Chip Kelly has a plan. You know, he obviously has a plan. For something, I mean, because considering now their number one wideout is Riley what, Cooper. You, I mean, Riley Cooper. Yeah, I mean, they gave him an contract <laughs> extension, uh, and then they got that you know rookie, Jordan Matthews, who had played pretty well down the stretch. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work. I mean, Macklin just came off a career year too, so. What did you think of the defense moves, though? Did you, did you like the, the defensive moves? Did you like Thurman and Maxwell? Or do you think Maxwell maybe were overrating him a little bit because he's on the Seattle defense? I mean, what did you think of those two pickups? I think Maxwell is a fine pickup, you know, to fill the need. I, I think he definitely fills the need that they have uh, in terms of quarterback, you know. So it's, I'm not too – I don't have too much praise on Thurman. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't like, oh, Philadelphia got this guy, or it, it just wasn't like a. It wasn't a sexy, you know, pickup. It was more of just filling that void kind of a thing, and just putting complete pieces in place. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like Maxwell is. More of the product of the system, like we always talked about, or if he can actually handle his own, you know, physically, you know, on pure talent and skill. So that'll be interesting to see. But I don't know. These are just giant changes within one week of free agency. You know, been crazy. What did What did you think of the Eagles trading Foles for Bradford? A lot of people are saying that if Bradford can stay healthy, he can excel in in Chip Kelly system. Did you like that trade, or do you think I, I, Foles, you know, yeah, but that's that's just a huge if, you know, yep, for Sam Bradford. Um, Chip, I mean, the offensive line is is horrible. Let's get that out of the way. Okay, uh, I, I don't think the offensive line is good. Lashawn McCoy struggled last year. Had a tough time running the ball. Um. Considering Sam Bradford's injury history, you know, he's going to be out there. I mean, this is, you know, Chip Kelly runs one of the fastest offices in the league. I mean, it's not the fastest. So for him to constantly be out there, is he going to take hits? Is he, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of risk-reward, you know. I mean, there's really no – it wasn't like a huge risk of of letting Nick Foles go. Obviously, he didn't believe that Nick Foles was, was the franchise quarterback. Uh, especially when you let him go and then you sign Mark Sanchez to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you sign the Sanchez to a contract extension. So, 
But I agree with what they what, what you know what the reports are saying that a Sam Bradford could stay healthy for a full season. You know, we know he's got the arm. Uh, you know, and he he did play at a high level back in college. I mean, he never really oh, yeah. played a whole lot in in the NFL, but. And he's playing on that knee. He's torn twice. I mean, once you tear your knee once, that's so, bad. Right? He's torn that same knee twice. Right, right. I mean, it's it's just a big injury risk for him, especially if he, probably, if he has to run. Especially if he has to run, like, you know, if he has to drop back, you know, 60 times. I mean, right. that's just not yeah. going to go well. I just can't see you that. Know, you know, Kelly's got high hopes for him, though. He he had a chance to get a first round, the Browns' first round draft pick, and he turned it down for Bradford. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So he's got high hopes. I was shocked. Yeah, I know. He could have. I mean, that's a high pick. <laughs> it's a huge pick. Yeah, and he it's turned a huge it down pick so. for for a guy that's never played more than you know, what like seven games in a season. Right. I mean. Literally been on injured reserve more than he played in his now, NFL career. So let me ask you though, what do you think now the other side of that trade, Nick Foles, he goes to the St. Louis Rams. Now we know the Rams offense was horrendous last year, but their defense was unbelievable. Great defense. Do you think Foles will make this team a little more balanced on offense where they will have a chance to compete for a playoff spot? I don't think they'll I don't think they're gonna be a, a playoff Team, I just I just can't see them doing that this coming year. Um, I think it's a good spot for Full, so I think I think he can he can definitely get a shot to thrive. Um, I mean, I know he got a shot in Philly, but obviously that injury took a you know, took a step back at him. I think it's good for the Rams, though. You know, they get someone that's more stable, uh, that's not so injury prone, that can you know lead an offense because Bulls seems pretty capable of, you know, managing managing the offense. Um I don't I I don't think they're a playoff contender though. Not at all. Um I think they still got a little ways to go before that happens, especially considering that division. So but yeah. It was just a it was it was just an interesting trade just for, you know, for Sam Bradford especially, because, I mean, most of the NFL world has pretty much ridden him off already. You know, he just can't stay healthy. So, I would have taken a first-round pick. I would have traded him in a, in, a, in a heartbeat. Well, why would you want to risk someone that's never played more than seven games in a season? But, just Kelly... Obviously knows what he's doing. He's playing the head coach, you know. But, but the one, the one trade I think that surprised the whole NFL and everybody was Jimmy Graham. I mean, what, the Saints. I know they have salary cap issues, and I know they're trying to get some money so they can improve the defense. But why trade Jimmy Graham? He's still young. I mean, the guy's a game changer. He's a he's a athletic freak. And you're gonna trade of all teams. You trade him to the Seahawks. I mean, come on. I'm talking about the rich get richer. I mean, that Seattle offense now to match that defense. I mean, they, they Marshall Lynch is coming back next year. This, this seems yeah. to be scarier than last year. Yeah, it could be. And obviously, you know, 
obviously they had to give Russell Wilson a red zone threat. I mean, I think that was their biggest downfall. They didn't, you know, it was usually always him running it in or Marshawn Lynch pounding it in. I mean, there weren't a whole, I don't think Russell Wilson had a whole lot of red zone TDs, if I remember correctly. I mean, it just wasn't, you just didn't see it. You always saw Marshawn Lynch bulldozing in. So it is dangerous that they got Jimmy Graham because obviously he's pretty much just a premier red zone threat, you know, and he has been. I mean, other than Rob Gronkowski, no one catches more red zone touchdowns than those two guys. So uh, for Russell Wilson, I think that definitely boosts his stock value. Um, It boosts the whole offense in general because they finally have a premier threat. You know what I mean? It's not like a Jermaine Kirsch or your Doug Baldwin or, yep. you know, even though they played well, but it's, it's a premier guy that can, that can take over, that can really change the game for you. So Seahawks getting nasty. And I think this is it. This is going to be their, you know, this is their almost last chance to really crack the Super Bowl again before, before this team starts to break down. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, can't, I, they, they just can't keep affording guys at this rate. And as for the uh, so. Saints, I think Saints, I think it's fun time. I don't think rebuilding time for the Saints the way it is. I mean, when you trade Jimmy Graham and now there's rumors, they've been listening for offers for Drew Brees. I don't know if you saw that, which is shocking. Yeah, Saints got to do something. I mean, two years in a row, that they've just really sunk to the bottom. It's been pretty ugly. You know, ever after that Super Bowl, it's been just a spiral downward into a mess. So I think they're really looking at considering rebuilding. I mean, Drew Brees is getting old. I mean, even though he expects to play till he's, you know, 45, but obviously that's... No, that's no. not going to happen. He threw a lot of interceptions last year too. He threw a lot. He threw a lot of costly picks last year, Breeze. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know how this offense is going to look. No, Jimmy Graham. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just so weird. No, I mean they got they still have Mark Ingram. I think they're they're trying to get that running game going with Mark Ingram there. Uh, they let go of Pierre Thomas. Yep. Who's a you know who's a premier third down passing down running back? Um, yeah, not not a lot of the go-to guys anymore. So it'll be interesting. They they're basically just they're, they're shredding it down. They're they're you literally tearing it apart. Though. Yeah, I mean even if you're rebuilding, you don't trade Jimmy Graham. I mean that was right. That didn't make sense to me. I think everybody was in shock. I, I, I couldn't believe I was at the gym when I saw that come across the screen. I was like, I, I thought I was reading. I, I thought I was seeing something like, like, uh, like it was a joke or something. The NFL Network <laughs> because it didn't make sense to me. I mean, because they just signed them like what the end of the year they just signed him to like a five year or whatever forty million dollar contract, and it looked like he was going to stay. And then, and then, and then of all teams, why do you trade him to Seattle? I mean, are you trying to make them better? I mean, come on. Well. Yeah, it's good for Jimmy Graham, though. That's for sure. Gosh, 
got to be you got to love to be in his position i mean no no premier wide out or tight end i mean i can't even can't even name you their starting tight end it's like Luke wilson <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's wilson i mean yeah i mean he did have he played well i think in you know the whole super bowl and everything like that so but He's a no-name that just, you know, went off on a big game. But Yeah, he won't be playing next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But <laughs> Jimmy Graham, yeah, it's a huge, what a huge commodity to obtain for the Seahawks. Yeah, it was, they're going to be dangerous. I mean, they're going to be, I think on paper, they look better this year than they did last year. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what 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 about the teams that haven't done anything? You know, or what do you think about those teams? Like, uh-huh. you look at the Browns, who are just in a just in a mess. I mean, you got Josh Gordon, who's going to be out. You have, you know, you release Brian Horry. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they really planning on starting Johnny Football? But Josh McCown. <laughs> I mean. Josh McCown, to me, was the dumbest pickup. Oh, my God. What did he give him, three years, was it? I mean, I, I don't even understand that. <laughs> oh, well, what is the point of that? You're just putting money into, what, a guy that can fulfill a bench spot? That's 36 I, I years old. I just don't understand it. I, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know? Did they watch? Did they watch him play last year? Or did they realize he was on a two and fourteen football team and he was awful? Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't understand why they would pick him up. They, I mean, it's not like they could have waited to pick him up. I think, you know, or you didn't have to pay him as much as you did to get him in the first place. I mean, that's just crazy. So the Browns are just in a mess. I mean, we thought they were looking good. At the beginning of the season, you know, preseason, off season, you know, they had a good draft last year. Uh, you know, obviously the Mansell wasn't uh, wasn't the best pick, uh, but it wasn't a costly pick though either. Um, uh, yeah, they got issues. They got issues over there, and another team that has a lot of issues: San Francisco Forty ers Talk about a bad week for them. Justin Smith retires. Patrick Willis retires. You lose Frank yep. Gore. Um, <laughs> I mean, they signed Torrey Smith, but which does nothing to me. No, no for me, I don't, I, I don't feel like it really helped them. They could have just kept, you know. I mean, they still have Crabtree on the roster. They still have Bold in there. I mean, it's. I didn't understand that. The losing Patrick Willis is that's a big. That's I mean, him and Justin Smith. You lose yeah. two key pieces, your defense, and two leaders in that locker room. And, and on top of that, you got a coach that looks like Ron Jeremy, that Tom Sula guy. Good luck next year. Oh, he's right. going to be – I think he's going he's gonna to have some growing pains this team. They could I finish mean, behind the Rams. They could finish last place in the West this year, the Niners. It's very, very possibility that they could finish behind the Rams in the NFC West. I mean, it's it'll be – yeah, the 49ers are just completely doing a 180. I mean, you know, and it, it all started with Harbaugh leaving. 
they don't know what they're doing at ownership and GM. I, mean, I don't know what they're trying to do. They they just basically put a dagger in that team. Yeah, it's been just a. <laughs> I, I don't. They even blew up their own team. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they're, they're just beating themselves. It's like they're they're quitting. Good luck, Kaepernick, next year. <laughs> Good luck. You know, I mean, it's t- you can't replace a Patrick Willis. You know, you can't really. It's hard to replace a Justin Smith. Uh, you know, now you got to hope that Alden Smith stays behaves. I guess you got to make sure he behaves on and off the field. Um, they picked up Dockett, just, Darnell Dockett, but he's over the hill in my eyes. Right, right. He's more. Yeah, he's. He's there for veteran leadership, I think. Uh, losing Frank Gore, I mean, he he was a you know he was a leader type, you know, running back too. I mean, they lost a lot of the physicality on this team. I mean, for what they've been known for in the past three four years, they've lost a lot of that, and it'll be. I don't know how they're going to fare this coming season in that division. Yeah, obviously, obviously Seattle is going to be up there. I think Arizona is going to be up there. Yep. I mean, depending on if you look right now, though, Rams 49ers in that division, the Rams defense is good. They pick up Nick Foles, who you know will help that offense. I think San Francisco could finish in last place. It's it's very, it's very credible. It's possible. Definitely possible. I wouldn't take anything away from it. I mean, I won't be shocked if it does happen. It's almost kind of what we're expecting at the rate that they're going. With all the moves that they're making, all the, you know, all the bad news that they got to take. I mean, Tom Sula is going to be in a world of hurt. I'm sorry, you have to repeat that. You kind of cut out there, CJ. Oh, sorry. You were big on the uh, Tory Smith signing for the Niners. You you're not real. You don't think he could excel in a in a bigger role with the Niners, huh? I don't think I don't think filling the whiteout was a particular need, considering what they had. So that to me was like you lose Patrick Willis, you're going to lose Justin Smith. You know, that's key core. I mean, you know, core guys for your defense. Are they just trying to what to overrun on their offense to make up for that defense? I I don't know. I don't think that can happen. I don't think there's enough uh, continuity on this offense. I mean, last year at times, I mean, we you know we docked on Colin Kaepernick last year for for a lot of games that that he couldn't pull through in. You know, a couple of games that yeah, he. Really dominated and took over, you know, had over 100 yards rushing here and there. But at the times that they struggled, boy, Colin Kaepernick struggled, that whole team struggled, and they looked lost. Yeah. Um, they were a very mediocre football team last year. They were. They I mean, were. There were some games they looked good. There were some games they played well, you know, but then there were some games where. They looked terrible at like the game against Chicago. At, at, at home, they blew that game against my team in week two. And then they were just, they were just very up and down. They were a mediocre football team. And this year, I don't know. I, I just – I don't like – number one, I didn't like the head coaching hire. I, I don't understand the whole 
Tom Sula hire, especially when you could have – Vic Fangio wanted the job. He's now the Bears defensive coordinator. They, they didn't want him because they felt like he was, you know, too much of a uh, kind of like fiery type coach, what they already had. They didn't want to deal with that again. And basically they wanted a puppet. They couldn't control Harbaugh. They, they, they couldn't control him. So now they got the guy they can control. This guy's just, you know, they wanted a puppet, the Niners, the uh, the York family. Jed York is not a great owner. He really – he's not a respected guy in the league. And, and you know, the move into a new stadium, you, they should be talking about competing for a championship like they have in the past couple of years going into the season. Now next year, they're, they're going to be – never mind competing for a playoff spot. They're going to be worried about getting out of the cellar, staying out of the cellar in the NFC West. Right. On talent-wise, I don't think they have it. They, they don't match up with Seattle. They don't match up with Arizona. I mean, them are on the Rams level right at the moment, unless they have a, a very stellar draft, which I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference anyway. Yeah, I just I don't see it. I just don't do San Francisco anymore. Nope, they, the window's they, closed, they, right? They're taking, yeah, I mean, they're literally taking steps backwards, not forward. So. You know what they say, Simon, that window in the NFL closes pretty quick. They had their chance, and... You know, they got they went to three straight NFC title games. They went to a Super Bowl, and the windows closed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I agree. I mean, it doesn't last long. You know, players get old quick in this league. Players get hurt quick in this league. And apparently, players retire quick in this league too. It's not just Patrick Willis. I mean, Jake Locker is retiring. You know, and and they're still young. I mean, Patrick Willis is only, I think he's only like 30 years old. Yeah, yep, he quit. And then the uh, the guy from the Steelers. Yeah. He's like 27. Yeah, yeah. Wow, the linebacker, Wards or something, whatever his name. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, he retired too. He's like 27 years old, so. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a shortened league. Well, Locker's had a Locker's been very injury prone, and he and he said it. He admitted it. I saw his quotes. He 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 doesn't have the desire to play anymore. Yeah, I think his partial part of his desire to play is that he just didn't play well either. Nah, nope, never lived up to the expectations. You know, I mean, it can only take so much heat. You know, I, I'm sure it takes a huge psychological toll on you when you're. Fans are booing you, you know. I mean, if fans want to get rid of you, like, if you were to be walking around in the city and fans don't care that you're the starting quarterback and they want to, you know, throw crap at you or something like that, I mean, it doesn't make you feel very good, you know. can't imagine it would. Because we don't even live in the city. We don't even watch the games and we dog on Jay Clocker, right? Yep. Hey. <laughs> Can't imagine how bad it is when you're actually there. <laughs> That's true. So, I agree. He hasn't lived up to it. it it's got to. It's got to take a toll. I, I mean, and that goes for any team and any player. I mean, if you, when you're winning, yeah, it's great. But when you just suck, like everybody hates you. Like nobody likes you. Nothing personal. It's just it's just part of the fan base. Oh, 
I'm still upset, though, that my team didn't sign anyone. I wish he would have got, like, Haloti Nada or something. He didn't. Yeah, he went to Detroit. Oh. Yeah. So, the Lions losing Sue is big, but gaining, gaining Haloti Nada is pretty big, too. You know, I mean, he fills that void real quick. Like, I, I wish we would have got someone, anybody. I mean, going, going after a veteran or something. I, th- I think going after a cheaper veteran is the way to go, not taking that huge risk on a younger guy or a big contract. I think that's been, I think that's how teams been playing it smart. And like you said, you like you liked what Indy did, and I think they did a smart thing of, you know, just gaining some some veteran players. You know, getting Frank Gore who can run the ball. You know, getting Andre Johnson who can catch the ball. I mean, you got yeah, Andrew yeah. up there. You know, you got T.Y. Hilton there. Yep, uh, I like it. I mean, you got you got all the pieces. And, I, and like I said, I mean, defensively, then you had Trent Cole, who's uh, I know yep. he's, he's yeah, I mean, yeah, he can he hold. But, but you know, he's a third down type pass rusher. You know, yeah. he can get you he can get you five or six, even six sacks in that defense would help them out. Um, I, I like what the Colts did. I really, I think they did some good things. And I, Andre Johns is not done yet. I just think. It was just getting, like I said, it was getting stale in Houston. It really was the last couple of years. And I think the change of scenery is going to really help him, uh, especially going to a team like the Colts. Um, yeah, and physically you know, he's not not close to being done from the way no, we, no way. we've seen him play, you know. Like, he avoided the entry bug for most of the season last year. I mean, and he still put up, what, 1,000 yards, yep. you know. I mean, with, what, like four different quarterbacks? I mean, it's pretty awful, man. I mean, how Andre Johnson is still one of the. I mean, probably. I mean, he, he's a future Hall of Famer, regardless. Whatever happens, I, I think he's a future Hall of Famer on a per yeah. game basis. Per game basis, I mean, that guy is up there at the top, and then he's doing this on top with with third stringers, you know, second stringers, third stringers. It's not like he has any continuity with one quarterback. That can just throw him the ball consistently. I mean, could you imagine if he had, you know, a, a premier Aaron Rodgers type, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning quarterback with him right. for his career? Yeah. I mean, it'd be it'd be ridiculous, you know. But when you're, you're right, playing that with offense, that Colts offense, though, you got Luck, you got you got Johnson, like you said, you got Gore, you got you got Hilton, you got Fleener, the tight end. I mean, that's pretty good yep. weapons for Andrew Luck. It's a lot of weapons. How about the release? The release of Trent Richardson. Ouch. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, the Browns did something right in getting rid of him. They knew when, when they traded him, when that, when that happened, I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> well, he me. did. Well, he had a good rookie year. I mean, he ran for over 1,000 yards his rookie year, had 10 double-digit touchdowns. So it looked like he was, you know, he, he was a good pick. I mean, he looked like a safe pick. Um. But you yeah, think somebody I mean, won't pick him up? I don't see why not. I don't think it'd yeah. be a bad thing to pick him up. You can get him on the cheap. You know, it's not like he's going to cost you a fortune. Plus, he's only had what? I mean, I know he 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 has a lot of mileage in terms of his college career and all that. You know, I mean, playing for Alabama. You know, they ran the heck out of him. Uh, and I, and I always said this too back. You know, when we first started doing the show, you know, I always said Trent Richardson was a little overrated because 
of that offensive line that Alabama had. I mean, it was yep. the best. It was the best offensive line in in college football. So anybody could run behind that line. Um, but it's just sad to see, you know. Sad to see Trent Richardson. I don't know, but I don't think it'd be a bad idea to pick him up, though. He's still young. You know, he's still I got. I think you need a you know a change of yeah. back. Yeah, if you need a backup, at least a bench spot. Can't do any worse than him. I mean, I guess you could do a. <laughs> he he was pretty bad though past two seasons for Indy. I mean, what a bust. What a bust that was. And Indy, Indy gave up a lot for him too. Yeah. You know, they gave up a lot for him. He didn't even dress for that last playoff game against England, that AFC title game. He didn't even dress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even yeah, he didn't even fight it with fly with the team. That's not good. So obviously you know there was something wrong with that picture. But uh, you know, top of the hour, uh come to the end of our show for tonight. Uh just wanna let our fans know we are sticking to one hour shows until we get closer into more into the off season, obviously. Um but it was a huge update, huge week full of free agency going on. Um, obviously, there will be more to come. So on that note, just want to thank all our listeners for tuning in again. Uh, remember, you listen to the Gridiron Top coming at you live from National Gridiron Network. Check us out on our website at ngscsports.com. As well as our Facebook page and Twitter handle. I'm your co-host, Simon. I'm CJ. Last words for the night, buddy. I don't make a deal. You get a Sean Hill jersey, and I'll get an Eddie Royal jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Actually, Eddie Royal wouldn't be a bad jersey. I mean, it'd be okay, but I don't think I'd buy it. Though. Probably not. I mean, I have an AP jersey, and I'm scared now. Oh, yeah, because he might go to Tampa. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm scared. I don't know if he's going to stay. He's like, yep. he's got, he's really angry, you know? I thought it was more of like, so it's going to be, like, faded back out, you know, of him coming out saying that he's disappointed and all that. But, damn, he's angry. He's angry mad, you know. Like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want anything to do with Minnesota anymore. I say, so, like I said earlier in the show tonight, do not buy jerseys of current players. Buy players that have already been retired or are going to waste your money. Yeah, or you buy one. I mean, well, you can take a risk. But, yeah, you just never know what. With all the trade, you know, with nope. all the business aspects of this league, it's just nothing is guaranteed besides the actual guaranteed money that you sign. <laughs> right. So, but on that note, everyone have a good night and uh, tune in next week. <laughs>